Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back. You are listening to another DIY Money. Yeah, DIY Money. DIY Money. So much enthusiasm on that side. Money. That was bad. Wow. That was flat. I'm not going to try to mimic that. All right, last episode, we talked to Savan, gave him a little life advice. We're not just DIY money. We are DIY personal affairs. We are. Yeah. <laughs> can't <laughs> help now, it. I mean, now I his can't future spouse is coming at us. Now we're not going to get any any questions at all. Actually, we uh, the question bag, the mail bag is a little empty, a little sparse. What are you doing? You don't like $25? 25 bones. Send us your question on to be Android. Fair, Amazon, not bones. $25 Amazon gift card, not 25 bones. Hey, bones are, you know, universal. Whether it's $25 to Amazon or $25, whatever, it's 25 bones. I have never been paid in bones. Bones. Get the cheddar. Come on, man. I got 12-year-old. I'm learning all the lingo. I would take cheese over bones, cheddar, personally. The bones. Now, bro and ball. Bro, bone broth, on the other hand, that stuff's expensive. Now, see? Ay, ay, ay. I would take that in a heartbeat. All right. Can we move on with today's subject matter? We're going to slip, uh, slip, slip. No, we're going to flip. What? The switch a little bit. You need more uh, coffee. We're going back to the Insta, Insta world. So while the mailbag for the voicemails, by the way, send us your question on your phone app. It's real simple. Plug into your iPhone or Android. There's a voice memo area. Drop us a question. Email it. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. The queue is empty right now. As of right now. It's empty, which is the, waiting for your question for $25. The downloads are increasing exponentially. The queue is empty. There's a disconnect there. Yeah, so what are you waiting for? What if they just despise their voice as in an audio recording? Is that, I don't know. Have a friend do it then, I guess. There you go. Have a have a voiceover. Any British friends? You could go to Fiverr, play. pay five bucks for a voiceover to submit your question for you. And make the spread. If I start getting questions from you, Daniel, I will not give you the gift certificate. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> this is Daniela <laughs> from London. In a city where anything can happen. In a war. All right. Can we move on? There goes my financial plan. Here we go. All right. We've got an Insta comment, but I want to bring it out today. Uh, it's a comment, not a question. It was uh, wonderful. I mean, it was uh, got the endorphins flying for me this morning for sure. Uh, why don't you read that? Insta comment, and then I want to talk about it. All right, so this is from uh, at, I don't know if you do at on the Insta, but we'll say at uh, Kimmy8504, just shooting us uh, some encouragement uh, and sharing some encouraging uh, information about her life as well. So she just said, hey there, I want to tell you guys how much I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, she's a single mom of five kids, currently having to live um, with somebody else uh, while she works on her credit uh, before being able to buy a house for her and her kids. Uh, she's just started tracking, which is awesome. Uh, she discovered the podcast, has just started tracking for about 18 days now, already shocked at some of the spending that's going on. But she's being very careful uh, to ensure that she keeps spending as normal so she can get an honest track of what she's doing as accurate as possible to what it's looked like over the past few years. Uh, from there, obviously, she's going to go on to uh, making her budget and so forth. DIY money step number one, how to build a budget. That's why I want to bring this out because 
even though we've flipped the script a little bit and we're going to these listener questions, which put us all over the map, I want to make sure we stay at the root of the foundation of what we do in the DIY money world. And that is we must have a budget. How do we have a budget? We must develop a budget. Most people don't know how to develop a budget, Daniel. We talked about this. So it's step number one. It's exactly what, what's her name? Uh, her handle's Kimmy. Her profile says Kimberly. So well, You went to her profile, did you? We have to make Stalker. sure they're not like Russians. Stalker. Just spamming Weirdo. us. Anyways, Kimmy. <laughs> you don't find that funny, do you? I'm, I think it's hysterical. Anyways, Kimberly. Kimmy, 5404, whatever. You are starting to track your expenses. Tell, what does that mean, Daniel? Uh, so that means really uh, the starting point is to not actually start changing anything immediately. Your first goal uh, over the first month of your budgeting journey is actually just to track what you are currently doing, not to dramatically try to change anything uh, as far as your spending habits go, but just to track what a normal month looks like. Because once you start to know where your current money is going, now you have the information and data and so forth to actually then start putting a plan in place. It's hard to do that uh, when you're just starting out with guessing. And way you do that, I don't care what the process is that you adopt. So it can be a notepad. I mean, literally a binder. It can be on your phone. Uh, it can be an Excel spreadsheet. I would caution you, however, to not skirt the process by applying for or just starting to use some sort of app. I would strongly encourage you to not do that because what could what that can lead to is sort of this this predetermined um, method by which your expenses are categorized, uh, your spending is categorized, and that may not be either uh, part of maybe your personality or it might not be prudent for you. And so I think it's really critical to start tracking those expenses. Again, I, I firmly believe the best method is uh, by hand, whether you use a spreadsheet or a notepad. And it, if you think about it, if I, if I was sitting in front of you, I would write on a piece of paper, I would draw uh, three or four lines horizontally and oh, vertically, I'm sorry, vertically, top to bottom. And on the left, I would put the date. So we're coming into a new month. August is about uh, to start, August 1st. And so what a great time to start this process, as Daniel says, process, if you haven't already. August 1 on the left, then when you start to spend money throughout the month of August, it's very simple. Cat, uh, line number one is the date. Number two, column number two, how did you transact the purchase? Why is this important? Because if you still have to write checks on occasion, which I do, I have kids involved in sports and why they don't, I mean, some I can do online signups or whatever, but I still have to write checks on occasion. I have to send checks in or blah, blah, blah. Well, I want to know what check I sent, et cetera. If I use a debit card, my debit card, or if I use cash. Now, cash usually comes out of something, right? So if I took it from the ATM 
or I took it from the uh, grocery store, for example, is where we get a lot of our cash. We don't use cash a lot. I, I am not the type of person uh, who doesn't spend cash. In fact, I'm exactly the opposite of what the statistics say. Statistics say that if you have cash, you're not mo- you're not as willing to spend it. I actually will blow through it in a heartbeat if it's in my pocket. I'll, I'll blow it on coffee and snacks and nonsense. Vending machines, they call to me. Hey, baby, you fries go with that shit? If I don't have it, I don't spend it. So I'm a debit card person. If I do get cash out, it's often out of the grocery. And so then as I do my grocery entry, I will also put in there that I got some cash out. But, okay, uh, first column date, second column, how you transacted. Third column is what it was. This is very important so you know where you spent it. So Kroger is probably where I spend. Uh, I make the most trips throughout the month. Uh, Maybe it's a shell for the gasoline. Uh, Maybe it is if you have a rent check due or if you pay your mortgage, whatever the case is, the bank, et cetera. That's the third column. The fourth column then is the amount, how much that you have spent. So the tracking process, which never ends, by the way, it doesn't ever end. I want to make this very clear. This is a process by which you don't ever stop doing it. You have to continue this. You have to continue to be disciplined. The final column, which you will start to do as you go through the month, but you will refine as you go along, is the category that this purchase would go into. So, for example, you have fixed and variable categories. Fixed categories are things that don't change any month. So your rent or your mortgage, um, your cell phone bill, assuming you have a flat rate, your... I don't know, whatever else, your gym membership, whatever else it is that that you're spending that doesn't change. Then you have variable expenses, and this is where you're going to, again, in the beginning, just be tracking those. You're going to be going to the grocery store. You're going to be going out to eat. You're going to put gas in your car. You're going to pay your utilities. Whatever the case is, you're going to put that as a category on the right-hand side. It's only as you start coming through the month that you start to, from that process, start to develop your budget. You start to then on another sheet of paper or another tab, if you're using a spreadsheet like I do, you then start to categorize those and put all the sums of what you're spending into those categories. Now, if nothing were to change, if month one became what your budget looked like, all you would do was add up all the categories, put it into your next spreadsheet and say, okay, that's my budget. But here's what will happen. You will start to realize, holy cow, I'm spending too much money on insert category here. Going out to eat, entertainment, whatever it may be, and I've got to start putting a handle on that. That's when you will start manually creating the amount that you want to budget for the next month. That's the process by which you create and start to manage a budget. What did I miss, Daniel? How do you do it? How did you do it when you started your budget? Uh, It's a good question. It was a long time ago. I don't know if I really started with tracking or not i probably started i don't know there was some app that you could download on like windows 2000 or something like that back then uh because we didn't have smartphones etc and i tracked in there so i guess in in some way shape or form i kind of tracked for a while while we tried to figure out what our budget was 
and then I went to over the subsequent next couple of years, I went to an extreme where I tried to have a bajillion categories and track everything in that. And then for us, if you go back and listen to the show where we talked about uh, the intro to budgeting and so forth, we ended up shifting the pendulum very much the other way to where I pretty much have like a bucket for fixed expenses. That's our rent utilities, et cetera, a bucket for our savings. And then a bucket for, this is what we have to spend for the month. And uh, most of what we spend for the month goes into uh, the wife's, uh, my wife, Ashley, she has a simple account. That's a, a name of a brand, an app, if you will, that sits on top of a specific bank. It goes into there. And then she uses that for, uh, groceries for clothes for the kids, for diapers, etc. So I don't have to look at it. I don't have to track it. She spends it until, you know, there's no money left for the month. And if there's extra money left over, it goes into next month. Uh, so it's kind of like a cash envelope from an app system. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we've landed over the years. I love it. It doesn't matter how you do it. I've learned that there's just a variety of ways that, that need to be explored to see what fits your personality but you have to be intimate with that budget. It can't be something that's just, you know, looked at when it's convenient or when you think about it or when you feel like, you know, crap, I haven't looked at that in forever. It's probably time that I pull that back out. That is not going to cut it for you. How many days a week do you look at your budget? I look Tracking, at, I'm slightly obsessive multiple times a day because a day, a day because <laughs> I have multiple, you know, Every time I swipe my my debit card or my wife is doing something, I like to put that in to the I put that in manually. Mm. And and then I'm always sort of looking at it. It, it is it is a it is a, a bit excessive because mm-hmm. I find peace of mind knowing where everything is. And I struggle when I go a day or two days and I don't know where everything is, I have a lot of moving pieces. I don't keep a lot of money in the checking account. I do that on purpose. I I try to allocate things out very quickly. And so whether it's savings or investing, et cetera. So when, you know, when the end of the month comes, you would look at my checking account and you'd be like, wow, Quint, you're kind of living paycheck to paycheck. Well, that's designed. That's absolutely on purpose. But what that means is, is that yesterday when my son had to go to the pediatrician and he had to be seen for swimmer's ear, and then he had to go and get the eardrops, well, $78 to see the PAA, uh, that's where we go to, uh, to get the pediatrician, and then the eardrops were 50 some dollars, okay? And that was the generic kind. Holy cow. Well, I, had, I have my medical money in a different account. So the minute that cleared, I wanted to sweep that over. In addition, as I emailed you this morning, a business expense hit my personal account. So if I wouldn't have seen that, that would have been $100 that, you know, I wasn't aware of that could have, you know, kind of been annoying. So I, so again, I, but it's also where I see the balance of my account. Sure. So how often do you know the balance in your account, your checking account? You're asking me? Yeah. Uh, I look at our stuff probably every, about every other day. The balance of your account. The balance. Yeah. So do you know your balance right now in your check? Uh, I probably log in about every other day. Every other day. You know your balance. Yeah. A lot of my stuff is automated. Mm-hmm. Um, so aside from a fraudulent, I don't know if you do your automated utilities and so forth. I do not. We pretty much automate everything except for that account where Ashley, my wife spends, you know, 
monthly spending money out of. So our we have this main checking account. Money comes into there. It gets siphoned out everywhere else. Everything that pretty much comes out of that is automated, uh, and we don't um, we don't sign up for anything random or use our debit card for anything random. So just be utilities and stuff. But I would log into that about I would say every other day. There you go. I uh, I do I, uh, at least at least twice twice a day in the morning uh, from you know anything that's gone on overnight checks to clear things that have happened and then as the day wears on I'll look at it another time I'll put in debits etc. But this brings up a good point uh, as far as I know one of the ways that I don't if you look at Instagram a lot of times uh, and follow things on Instagram there's always like you know what do billionaires do in the morning what time do they get up what's the routine and you start to um, get into that. And a lot of them are just across the board. Like, you know, maybe Zuckerberg sleeps until nine and Warren Buffett's up at four. So like, so you're like, if you want to be awesome, do whatever you want in the morning basically is what it comes down to. But one of the recurring themes that you see among people who are financially successful and financially disciplined is they keep an eye on it. So they're not just kind of forgetting about stuff. And I think that's what we're getting to. They're not forgetting about stuff until like a week or two after the statement comes and then they open it up and they go, oh, wow, there's actually a lot of money on the credit card or there's not a lot of money in the checking account. They're actually looking at it on a regular basis and going, is it following along with the plan and the budget that I set out? And if not, what do I do right now uh, to course correct that during the month rather than waiting to the end of the month? I, uh, with three children, I mean, you have two, same, same thing, are pretty close. That's one different from three. <laughs> 33%. A lot, lot of moving, lot of moving pieces. And a lot of times it, it pays, just as you said, regardless of whether it's every other day, every day, whatever, to stay on top of things. We got a, we got a, um, a collect, $150 collection notice uh, a week or so ago from a medical bill. And we pay a lot of out-of-pocket medical expenses. I've talked about that before with our youngest son. Uh, and so we get this we get this bill. And I go, this is this is inaccurate. And so I immediately go onto my spreadsheet. I I hit control F so I can search and I typed in the, the 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 thing, you know, the vendor, and I see where it was paid back in February. And so I then cross-reference that to my bank account because I paid it through the bank account, a check sent from the bank, and I see where it was cleared. They have this wonderful thing called proof of payment where it shows that it was stamped, et cetera. So I have all my ducks in a row. Well, I call up the, the place, and I say, yeah, I've got this. Collect- yeah, you owe us $150 from this, that, and the other. I said, well, okay, let's stop right there. I have proof of this being paid. And so now they think that you're just making this up. Okay, well, we're going to need to look. Yeah, no problem. Just tell me where to send that. I'll send that right now. Can I send that via email? I have the PDF right in front. Of me. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Great. Can I have the name and the email address? Boom, boom, boom. I'll call back tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and I'd like to have this to, to make sure that this is uh, rectified, please. Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Boom. Send it off. 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Call them back up. Yeah, I called in. Yeah, we haven't. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I have emailed that yesterday. I have proof of payment. You're sending me a collection notice. This needs to be handled immediately. I'd like to speak to your supervisor. My name is Peggy. What is problem, please? Supervisor comes on the phone. Yeah, sir, how can I help you? Again, they think you don't have all this, but when you have all of the information at your fingertips because you've tracked it, because it's, an, it's, it's just a, it's a no-brainer. And this happens a lot, I have seen. This happens quite a bit. And if you don't have the data, you could be 
very unprepared. And if you're unprepared when something like this happens, you can become emotionally distraught, frustrated. You could take it on in your kids, your spouse, your workplace. I mean, it can really wreak havoc on your life. But what I've found is that if I have it all in place, it's just an inconvenience, and that's annoying, but I can solve it very quickly. What ultimately happened is we have three Tetros children. They ended up applying it to another Tetro account. They couldn't find it. They had to just apply it. It was simple as that. Very, very simple. Anyways. Very simple. So in um, in operational leadership and management, there's this phrase uh, that's somewhat popular. It's It uh, goes, you must inspect what you expect. And Ooh, uh, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to steal that. Catchy, huh? And the same goes for budgeting. So if your budget is your expectation for how things are going to go for the month, if you do not regularly inspect that, you don't know you don't know what's going on. It would be the same as a, a business owner or a leader in a, a corporation um, or a parent with their child going, well, I expect this to happen. Good luck. <laughs> and then never coming back and going, uh, did that happen? You're not going to, you don't need to micromanage. You may not need to log in two or three times a day, but at some point you have to continually inspect what you expected your budget and your spending and your financial plan to be. Otherwise it will inevitably somewhere along the lines start to go off the rails. And once that snowball starts to build, it gets harder and harder to pull it back. So continue to inspect, continue to track. It's a life long process that you're on. All right. We got to wrap it up there. We're at 21 minutes and 14 seconds too long. All right. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us, and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card.